On episode 16 of the San Diego podcast, voice of San Diego Scott Lewis drops in to play some Padres walk-up song trivia, talk about live music in a post-pandemic world, and explain why he can't stop listening to Nine Inch Nails. All that and more is next. Hello and welcome to the San Diego Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Lutzbike, and with me via FaceTime today is none other than voice of San Diego, Scott Lewis. Thank you for being on the pod, my friend. Yeah, anytime. This is great. Uh, a little background on Scott for uh, maybe those who are not familiar with him. He is originally from Utah. He joined The Voice in 2005 and became co-editor at the end of that year. He settled locally in Ocean Beach. By 2008, he was at CEO, a role that he occupies to this day. Uh, for those that may not know, Voice of San Diego is an award-winning nonprofit news organization known for, for its uh, in-depth investigative reporting and the way it ex- explains and digs into local public policy issues and other social issues. It's very important. In addition to writing for the outlet, he also co-hosts its weekly Voice of San Diego podcast, as well as the Good Schools for All podcast. Also makes frequent appearances on NBC7. You are a busy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in, in a different way these days, yeah. Yeah, how is it going? How is it going in lockdown these days? Uh, it's good. It's weird. There's, you know, obviously there's some, I mean, a lot of bad things and I'm very troubled about what's happening in the world, but I also think that there's um, some good parts. You know, it's it's kind of strange. I, I've built some you know, great connections with my kids that, that uh, are a little bit new, you know, I've uh, spent a lot of time, you know, kind of helping them understand what I do in a new way, which is kind of uh, special. And, uh, but it's also, it's hard to connect. I miss the office. I miss seeing people. I was always a very social guy, you know, go to events, meet a bunch of people, talk all the time, go speak all the time. Yeah. And so to lose that is, has been really hard for me too. So uh, it's up and down. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there, um, have you been, uh, had any time to binge watch anything or, or anything like that? Are you still are you busy with the kids? <laughs> yeah. You know, every, every, a lot of people talk about how much time that they have or whatever. And to me, it's just, it's never been more busy and kind of anxiety producing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it's certainly not a break. It doesn't feel like it. it's so weird. Right. Like I thought as soon as we started working from home, it just, it felt like, you know, I was spending, I was even busier than I was before. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like I'm, I'm in the place where I should be able to relax once in a while, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, that's exactly how I felt. It didn't, it's, it's weird though. You don't have to like wear deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) I I think maybe the main question is, are you wearing pants right now, Scott? Yes. Uh, are you, uh, are you able to, to cook a lot at home? Are you ordering out or how's that working out? You know, we've, we've, uh, the one thing I've noticed, we haven't ordered out much. Um, but, uh, that means there's a lot of dishes. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do the dishes twice a day, which is definitely, uh, a little bit new. Um, no, there's, uh, it's weird. There's a lot more to do at home, but there's, um, but yeah, there's, there's more time. There's you you realize how much time you lost just driving places you know yes yeah but also that that's made it hard for me to keep on my podcast i used to <laughs> burn through you know 30 podcasts a week and and now i've got to really 
find you know ways to listen to them usually during the dishes <laughs> yeah right right do you enjoy working from home then is it something that you kind of uh are enjoying these days yeah i think i do i think i think there's i don't i want to do it forever i again i miss the the atmosphere i miss the people but i think uh, i am learning what can be done that i didn't need to do before from you know like yeah. driving around and remote like remotes really offered an opportunity to reevaluate some of those choices about you know having to go have coffee with somebody or uh, we also have a, a regular event series with our members where we um, you know there's member coffees and these evening events and I think we had a we had a experience two weeks ago where we did an evening so we call it a happy hour and we had more people there than would have come to that event in live setting you really? know so it's like it was yeah and it was good it was like a ton of great feedback and you know i i was able to sit there in my shorts and you know like manage everything and i don't know it was it's like maybe some of that didn't need to be live so yeah learning a little bit about things now yeah i think um there's a local band little hurricane that's doing something similar where they have like a they i think they call it a happy hour or something where if you have like a, like a business or something and you want to kind of treat your employees, you can pay the band to do a full, you know, play a full set for you and, and on like a zoom call, you know? Oh, that's and, right. um, yeah. um, and I know that you guys had done events at the whistle stop. Um, mm -hmm. Was that bruise and news or something like that? Yeah. We would do live podcasts there yeah. and um, I loved it. Yeah. It was such a unique environment for a discussion about news, you know, like it was just, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I, those kinds of things, like I'll never not love, but again, there's just been, you know, this has forced us to learn different things. And I, I think it's good, good lessons overall. Yeah. Um, you know, back before all this kind of happened, you know, were you, do you get a chance to go out to shows and OB and all that kind of stuff? You know, my wife and I really made an effort about five years ago to start going to more live music uh, experiences. So uh, we we traveled a little bit for uh, Radiohead. Oh. Uh, went to uh, the last concert we went to was Tool before, before the shutdown oh, uh, yeah, at Viejas. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, Arcade Fire, stuff like that. Um so we don't, I don't usually go to very small shows. It's not because I wouldn't enjoy it, but because, you know, getting out, is just so hard with the kids and the job and everything. But, yeah. um, but we really made an effort, like I said, several years ago to, to start to follow when things would be open and when tickets would be uh, available. Cause we missed a couple shows one time and we were just like, we're not going to let that happen again. <laughs> and in fact, we were so proud. We got logged on and got tickets to Pearl Jam. And of course, that was one of the first, yeah, that was one of the first casualties. Broke my heart. Oh, yeah. man, that's rough. That sucks. I was, uh, yeah. but the last show that I saw was Tame Impala at uh, Pachanga Arena. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Remember all those adorable decisions we were all making? Like, should we, should we go out? Should we have, should we shake hands? And it was like, oh, man. I remember the last handshake I had. It was the last time I got my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, uh, I shaved my head. Well, my wife shaved yeah. my head. <laughs> it was yeah. getting a, a little too long. And the last time I shaved my head, I think I was 16 and I still have yeah. pictures of my mom doing it. And, uh, 
It was, uh, it's weird. I still, I'm still not used to having a shaved head. That's why I'm wearing a hat today. That's what, that's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not looking too good now <laughs> for some reason. Like weird patches are growing in here and there. It's very yeah. strange. Some um, schools are better than others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you listening to anything these days in particular? Have you found like a quarantine band? <laughs> you know, I was stoked that Nine Inch Nails came out with two new albums yeah. and I plugged them in and I was like, wow, this is so weird. This All is... instrumental, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like massage therapy music, except <laughs> if they're gonna like cut out your kidney in the middle of it, you know. <laughs> that is so good. I uh yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, um, and I also, <laughs> I, I've been digging the new Pearl Jam. Um, that's fun. That's a good, There's that's one of their best I've, I've, I've seen in a while. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. And, um, uh, you know, podcasts, a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. Um, after that, I, I, I don't have much time, but the, I, you know, I keep listening to that Nine Inch Nails. It must have worked because I'm into it. I'm watching, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, they're one of my favorite bands, and they, and I've I've seen them twice now. I, I last yeah. time I saw them was in uh, 2018. Saw them in Vegas and um, traveled out there to go see them, like you did with Radiohead. You know, you traveled to go see Radiohead. Yeah, we saw um, Nine Inch Nails in Vegas. Uh, I, I think it was. It would have been about ten years ago. I remember it was at Planet Hollywood. It was oh, a great show. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was uh, a small place. Yeah, yeah. They they played the joint at the Hard Rock uh, where I saw oh, cool. them, and um, yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing. They always put on a great show. Um, yeah. And when you mentioned Radiohead, I had to say, like, you kind of look like Ed O'Brien. I mean, has people <laughs> told you that before? No, I'll take that. Man, cool. you yeah. look like. He, I don't think he has a beard, but if, so if you shaved your beard, I'd like to do like a photo next to each other because that, I mean, you remind me a lot of Ed O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. That's cool. Yeah. No, we went to see them in Santa Barbara. That was an amazing show. And I think... Uh, when was that? Because I saw him in Santa Barbara, but it was a long time ago. Uh, it would have been 2017 or 16. Okay. I, I just, yeah, I remember the moon was over the stage there at that... Um, at that bowl it was great yeah beautiful that santa barbara bowl is just something else uh, i was uh, in the when i saw him um i think it was in like 2001 maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around there um the the beta band opened for him i don't know if oh, you remember the right. beta band of course beta, yeah. Yeah, beta band opened for him i, I think kid koala might have dj'd before they played anyway um i was in the last row and it was still fantastic like uh, you couldn't beat the Uh sound they played great there was a woman next to me who was screaming for how to disappear completely over and over and over again uh and then they finally played it and everybody was so relieved that she could shut up (laughs) but uh it was one of the top five shows i've probably ever seen you know they they put on such a good show yeah um Speaking of uh, of bands that you're listening to uh, now, maybe we should uh, ask about some stuff that you listened to back in the day. How about okay. a little, uh, we're going to do a first four right now. Okay, deal. Uh, first four is a series of questions that I ask all my guests. Um, the premise is to go back in time, get a good look at the musical things that help make you who you are today. First one up, what's the first band or artist that you ever really loved or obsessed over? Oh, 
Def Leppard. Ah, definitely. Yes. Def That's Leppard. A good my <laughs> uncle my uncle got me the uh that tape uh with pour some sugar on me. Hysteria, I listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that exactly. Listen to that hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That was good stuff. That's awesome. I, my um, well, my next question would have been, uh, you know, what was the first album that what what was the first album that you ever bought yourself? You remember that? Yes, I do. Um, as a matter of fact, I I I think the maybe it just sticks out. I think I probably bought a record or a tape before that. Definitely, I did. But I, I, the one that always sticks out for me was my first CD, mm. which was the Pearl Jam 10. Oh, and man. I got it. It was part of actually that package. Remember how you could get like 15 CDs for like a dollar <laughs> yes. from one of those services? Yes. Like B&G <laughs> and I, Music Club and yeah, Columbia exactly. House and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And that came in. And I remember I didn't listen to anything else out of that package for so long. I just love that so much. Uh, what was the uh, first concert that you remember going to that, that maybe you wanted to go to? That you weren't Absolutely. Used? Yeah. I, I think I, there were probably a couple of those, but I remember uh, my girlfriend in, when I was, uh, I had just turned 16 and she wanted to go to the Megadeth concert in, at the Salt <laughs> at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, and that was so good. And um, yeah, they had just uh, Megadeth had just come out with that one. Uh, was it licensed to genocide or something? Uh, it was uh, it was great, good stuff. <laughs> um megadeth may come up later in a segment i'm gonna do actually so it's funny that you brought them up but um (laughs) the last part of first four what is the first musical guilty pleasure that you can remember having like something that you didn't want your friends to know that you listened to that you're a big fan of or even now it doesn't have to be the first one if you can't think of it but uh this is pretty easy and i don't think i i feel stupid having been embarrassed about this but i loved tori amos Oh yeah. I just, I loved, I loved listening to Tori Amos and you know, I never really did it around my friends. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, I could have, I, I still could. I, I, yeah, she was so good and I don't know what it was, but I just found it like entrancing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I remember, I don't even know how I got into it. It's not like I had anybody introduced. I think I was listening to it while I was at a record store or something. I was like, oh. who is this? And and I just took that home and, and yeah, I loved it. It was good stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, Tori Amos, that's a good pick. I, w- I wanted to kind of ask you what kind of lasting impact do you think the pandemic may have on live music in general, maybe music in general, you know, because I feel like um, the way that we even consume music now has changed. Um, you know, I think there's, I feel like there's more of a uh, there there may be more of a push from artists saying, hey, you know, these royalty rates from Spotify and stuff aren't going to cut it anymore. You know, I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation, you know, you know, I wish I would hope everybody thinks of it more as like a pause rather than a permanent change. I think a lot of them will learn uh, as a lot of us are learning, you know, how to do life differently. And I think those lessons will carry over. But I also don't want us to think like, the, you know, we've gotten through pandemics before as humankind, you know, since mm-hmm. the very beginning. And so, and I, I think that piece by Dave Grohl, I'm sure you read in the New York Times, just an extraordinary 
poetry, you know, exhibit of why it's so important to our lives to have that experience, that live music experience, to be next to each other, to be jumping next to each other. And, you know, I'll never forget, I, I went to Metallica concert when I was a teenager. I'll, I'll never forget the, the guy's long dreadlocks just in front of me, just slapping my knees. And I had welts all over my <laughs> knees, you know, because he was headbanging so hard. Like, you know, I, I think for however like stinky and weird we are, like we do need to be near each other and to experience that. And so I hope that we don't switch to like, we can't have anything anymore because we had this terrible infection and this virus and this contagion. And I hope that we just kind of pause for a while, get through it, take care of each other, remember what's beautiful remember what we loved about it like dave grohl said and 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 just hold on to that and then when it's time like ease into it you know like figure out ways that we can enjoy it again and you know gradually get back to the point where where we enjoy it again and and i think i think that's healthier than to like than to think like well we're gonna all wear like condoms around some sort of like life-size you know like we're not going to do that yeah. like we're we're not that's not human that's not life that's and so i hope that we can just take it as a pause it's and it sucks two years seems like a lot but you know two years goes by like nothing you know or whatever it is a year yeah. you know um and and you know i hope that I hope it I hope we don't take too many permanent lessons from it. I hope we we take we learn a few things but not dwell on like oh maybe we never have it. Now that said, you know the venues, the organizers, I don't minimize like they can't pause their life and right. their career and and I don't minimize that. So I just hope we find a way to keep them alive and going while you know we wait and get through this because um we need them there. You know, I, th I feel like people who have lost their jobs in this situation are like a new type of veteran of a war. The war in this case was the, against this virus, which spreads by the economy. The economy spread the virus. So we had to shut the economy down to stop the virus or to slow it down. And and so the people who did that, who sacrificed their jobs because of that and their livelihoods, those are they're like veterans of a war. And so I think we should take care of them as best we can, get them on their feet as soon as we can, and um, and and you know art and creativity and live experiences are crucial to our you know the heartbeat, especially of this culture. You know, what's more important to American culture that we have exported to the rest of the world than our music and our art? You know, yeah. like yeah. and you know how many bands came from here you know that that enthrall masses in europe and in asia and and so you know i hope it's just like a hibernation that they can you know get through and if and that's the best way i can think of it and i i don't want to think about like oh we're gonna have plexiglass between everybody at a concert <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen yeah we're yet. only gonna see concerts in cars from now on basically yeah exactly <laughs> no um well, I saw you kind of on that note of, 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 um, so many great artists and bands coming from America to the world, you know, and, and vice versa, the world to America, you know, uh, um, I saw something that was trending today on Twitter. And the question was, which American rock band is the greatest of all time? 
And I've never thought mm-hmm. about that because I've always thought of rock and roll as just all encompassing, you know, world over. My greatest, you know, greatest bands to me are like Zeppelin, the Stones, the Beatles, you know. Yeah. And then I started thinking, those are all like, you know, UK bands, you know. And then I was like, well, what is the greatest American rock band? It got me thinking. I have my answer, but I wanted to know what you think. Oh, man, that's really interesting. Yeah. Everyone I keep thinking of, yeah, is like UK. <laughs> <laughs> right? Radiohead, UK. Yeah, you know, like it's... Yeah. Um, I mean, we did yeah. mention a couple on the pod already that are pretty up there for me. Uh, yeah. Nine Inch Nails, one of them. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Pearl Jam is the other one that came to mind. Yeah, Pearl Jam, you know... Nirvana. If Nirvana would have kept going. You could even like... Um, that's a really interesting question. I have my own bias, obviously, like Tool and stuff like that. But then there's so many like jazz bands and stuff like that that um, you know I don't. Yeah. I just don't feel qualified to say. But well, I mean, you know, maybe uh, Foo, even Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters you know, could like, fit. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, I would agree with you. I would be in agreement with you on Tool. I'm a huge Tool fan. They were my second concert of all time that I, that you know yeah. that I ever saw, and and I've seen them a couple times now, and. And they always blow my mind of, I, I mean, even, you know, in the 13 years between records, like I, I still listen to their records over and over again. Uh, never gets old. Oh, I watched that. We That was that last concert we went to. And that was just, yeah, my, it just, it was just thrilling. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> like my blood was just on fire the whole time. And I just loved it. I, yeah. That's great. I, 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 I saw them at, at Coachella a few years back and they headlined mm-hmm. and that was, I mean, they played fantastically, of course, but um, of course there was a million people there and I was, you know, toward the back of the crowd or in the crowd somewhere and you can't see them on stage at Coachella yeah. anyway. Um, and the screens that they have up, they don't show, you know, they don't have a video crew roaming around filming them for the screens, you know. So it's kind of like whatever you can see from where you are, that's yeah. what you're going to get, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I've uh, I heard uh, uh, through the grapevine that you're a big Padres fan. Oh yeah, is it's it? just that was one of when they canceled opening day. That was one of the toughest blows out of this mess. But do you go to yes, a lot of? Are, yeah. are you able to go to? Or were you able to go to a lot of games? Generally, I, I last year went to about ten games, um, and I watch every night. You know, just having them on um, was a p- key part of like evening summer nights. You yeah. know, like it was just that that music. It's like a, a soundtrack in the background of, yeah. of our evenings. You know, and um yeah i adore him i follow deeply spring training i was really excited about this year uh a couple days ago they they the mlb announced that they would be uh kicking off the season in july i think it was yeah what are your thoughts on on uh on that you know i have a few thoughts like i think i'm worried that they'll i'm worried about it i'm excited and i want to see it happen i'm worried that it'll go awry and that they're not ready for it. Like if a coach gets sick, you know, like what's going to happen? Like, are they ready for that? Are they going to confidently be able to deal with it? Um, If an athlete gets sick, are they going to, is it going to permanently damage their lungs? That's one of these consequences of this disease. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I do think there is a room, there's, there's a need for sports and for, um, you know, that ex- that experience, that shared experience, it's been completely obliterated. Every shared experience 
we know of has yeah. been completely obliterated. And, and so I think there's a way that they can test a lot and that they can protect the players. I don't think they're going to be able to have people in the stands, yeah. like I said, for a while. Yeah. But, you know, being able to turn them on and, and watch Fernando Tatis or, or Machado bat, I think would be just a real, a real relief and really be- real beauty, you yeah. know? So I, yeah. ho- I hope they can, I can, I hope they can get there. I, I haven't been following the arguments between labor and management, and I know those are significant. And I think, you know, that labor is taking a big risk. And so I, I kind of side on like, they should get what they need out of this to feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually do think there's enough tests. There's enough, you know, they can do it. They can operate, but um, I'm worried just like with a lot of things, like you go to school and somebody gets sick, like they get sick all the time. Kids get sick all the time. Right. And I'm really worried what happens when kids get sick again now, you know, yeah. like when, yeah. and so what happens when one of the baseball players gets a flu or something like, are we going, are we prepared mentally to handle it, you know, to like, to be confident about it? And if we're not, maybe it's too early, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I do hope I'm like you, like I'm hopeful that the baseball season can kind of kick off at some point. Maybe it's not, maybe they change their mind. Maybe it's not July. Maybe it's later on. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, But at the moment it's, it's kind of like a nice kind of glimmer of hope. Well, it's also like, I want to see him play because this is the Padres, like the beginning of their window, right? Like we were supposed to, (laughs) like how Padres is it that this happens? Like the moment when everybody, was hoping things would get back to normal right. you know, or that we would have it we'd have this shot yeah 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 it's very it's very padres like uh well um speaking of padres i think it's time we play a little trivia what do you think all right let's do it all right yeah. next up a or b side A or B side is a trivia game of three questions that I'm going to give you. And each of them have two possible answers, A or B. Uh, Mm -hmm. Each week I come up with these questions with a particular theme in mind. And since we're both Padres fans here, this episode's game is all about Padres walk-up songs. Uh (laughs) All right. Brand Mill Rays was my favorite. If you look that up uh, last year, it was a Dominican uh, rapper. And it's a really raunchy song in like super Dominican slang, like not even like normal Spanish yeah. slang. And uh, I just, I, I had like this fun wormhole I went through to try to track like who it was and what the guy was saying. <laughs> and I had to actually find some actual Dominican to translate it. It's oh, kind of raunchy. So like wow. we were sitting there enjoying some pretty raunchy stuff. There. Well, I mean, if you're, if, if you already into Fran Mill Ray's theme song, he's not even <laughs> on the team anymore. You're probably going to get yeah. these. These are pretty, right, these will be obvious to you. So but play along with it. Just, just go. Oh, with it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one. Let's turn back the clock to better times. The year is 2019. One of my all-time favorite George Michael songs, Careless Whisper, comes on over the Petco Park loudspeakers. Who's walking up to the plate? A, Austin Hedges, or B, Hunter Renfro? Which one's Careless Whispers? The uh, It's like... Oh, 
Oh, that's Hedges, right? That is Hedges. You are correct. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of a a, a bold choice. Not everyone can get inspired by a sax solo, but he seems to pull it off. Well, he he was, he had that whole, there's that whole like homoeroticism in the like Padres Twitter about (laughs) about Hedges. Yeah. And I think he was like, I always thought he was like trolling that. Like he's just like, like you think (laughs) I'm sexy. That'd be so great. I hope he is. I hope that's exactly what's happening. Uh, Renfro's is uh, Psycho by Post Malone. Yeah, right. Um, did you see the Nirvana thing that Post Malone did recently? His, uh, no. his cover set? Oh, man. He did a live stream of all Nirvana songs. And oh, he, take he that played out. guitar and sang. The guy has an insane singing voice, first oh, of all. Like, yeah. he was before he was like a the rapper that everybody knows, mm-hmm. he was in like a, a rock band and and he's got yeah. chops, man. And he was. He was playing like kind of deep cuts. Even I think even Dave Grohl was like this. That was awesome. Or, or Chris oh, Novacelic. Or, or yeah, one of one of the Nirvana members was like that was insanely good. So anyway, uh, check that out. Number I two, will. you're one for one. Okay. You're number two. We're time traveling to the future now. A few months ahead, we just talked about it. This year's season hits full swing. There's no fans in the stands. It's a bummer, but here we are. The Padres are of course in first place they've been blowing out the competition one player <laughs> in particular has been enjoying a bit of a resurgence of late maybe because he switched from motley Crue's kickstart my heart to immigrant song by led zeppelin who <laughs> is it is it a will myers or b will Eric myers <laughs> hey, sorry <laughs> that is will and F. myers that's fantastic. yeah uh, <laughs> i know you fan of know. are you fan of Will Myers? I know he's kind of a hot button to- topic among Padres fans. You know what? He should he should have stayed first base. I'm a bigger fan of him than Eric Hosmer. Really? I think he was I think he was doing well. I think he was he put on a bunch of weight to play first base even better. You need a you need a slugger in first base. Mm. And um and then they came in and they just brought in Hosmer for no reason. Yeah. We didn't need a first baseman. Right. Hosmer uh I was really upset by that deal, and I think it screwed up Myers for good. I'm not a huge Myers fan, but I think it's what screwed him up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping he can kind of pull it together. I was hoping that this year would be kind of his uh, yeah his resurgent year, you know. And hopefully it will be. Maybe it will be. You know, you never know. I, I was I was hoping they would consider platooning him because Hosmer's been so um, bad. I think at first base, and I, yeah. I just don't think he's been. Anyway, I don't want to stop on anybody. Everybody's everybody's Well, um, I heard that he switched to Immigrant Song after seeing the Thor Marvel movies. Uh, oh, this is real. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, and um, Hosmer's. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's hard to do better. That's such a good rock and roll riff. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, Hosmer's theme uh, walk-up song is All the Way Up by Fat Joe. I've heard he's more of a hip hop guy, but uh, <laughs> I um, all right, you're two for two. I kind of figured you would be, but here's the third one. All right, the year is 2001. We're going back in time here. Oh. One of the Padres' <laughs> best sluggers that season struts to the plate to the tune of "Symphony of Destruction" by Megadeth, who we talked about earlier. <laughs> who is the batter? A. Ryan Klesko or B. Phil Nevin? It's Nevin. You are a hundred percent correct. It is Phil <laughs> Nevin. Uh, Klesko's was also kind of famous. It was Bad to the Bone by George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Right. Um, man, it was funny. I was going to ask you 
are you a Megadeth fan at all in it? And of course you are. That's great. That's that's such I a... just tried to picture which one of those is more Megadeth. Yeah, more metal. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, ne- Nevin is Nevin's definitely edgy. He's, at the, he's with the Yankees now, right? Like third base coach or something? Oh, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, um, my, I asked a couple buddies, uh, Big Padres fans, uh, these questions to see what they would guess, you know, and, and they both uh, guessed Klesko on that. They were both like, oh, Klesko's the metal guy. And I'm yeah. like, nope, but you got it. I'm not surprised. Um, Megadeth, of course, fronted by Dave Mustaine, who used to live in San Diego, yeah. or yeah. Fallbrook. Um, well, you won. Three for three. You were the winner of A or B side. Congratulations, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Scott isn't the only champion among us. You, too, can take a W thanks to our San Diego set list, and it's coming up next. There's no shortage of great concert live streams nowadays, so we've done you a favor and compiled this week's set list of your best virtual options. Digital Mirage, an online COVID-19 relief festival, dominates the entire weekend with big names like Cascade, Chromeo, A-Track, Oliver Tree, Hot Chip, and more. RSVP at the Digital Mirage YouTube channel to check it out. On Monday, Waxahachie performs her album American Weekend live at Third Man Records at 6 p.m. Watch on NoonChorus.com. Get over the midweek hump with All in Washington, a COVID relief concert live stream, which features performances by hometown faves Pearl Jam, along with Macklemore, Dave Matthews, and many more. It kicks off on Amazon's Twitch channel Wednesday at 7 p.m. And get properly prepped for the weekend with IDK as he performs from his home studio at 5 p.m. on Friday via Monster Energy Drinks YouTube channel. Scott, it has been a pleasure having you on the pod. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. Yeah, great honor. I appreciate it. I, I didn't know if I'd be able to play on a, on a local music uh, <laughs> pod, but it worked out. Thanks. Yeah, it yeah. sure did. Um, you can read Scott's always great journalism work on voiceofsandiego.com. Hear him on the Voice of San Diego podcast, as well as the Good Schools for All pod. And watch him on NBC7 during the 6 p.m. newscast on the Friday San Diego Fact Check. Head over to sandiego.com to find bonus notes on this episode. And as always, catch San Diego TV on NBC7 at 1.30 a.m. on Saturday night. This week, our local spotlight artist is San Diego Music Award winner Parker Meridian and their track Behind the Wheels featuring Blackheart Processions' Paul Jenkins and Orko Elohim. Check out their latest album, The Bully Pulpit, which is out now on their Bandcamp page and definitely worth picking up. For the San Diego Podcast, I am your host, Dustin Lutzbike, and until next time, stay safe and enjoy the music.